This podcast replay is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Check out the retail store in Miami Gardens at 5150 Northwest 167th Street. Plenty of cigar gear and a relaxing lounge. This is a Perdomo way. All right, it is time, man. Let's uh, let's bring aboard Alex. Alex Vanover with the Drone Racing League. It is coming to South Florida, baby. It is coming here February 25th. Uh, doors will open up at 6 o'clock. The racing will start at 7.15. The ultimate drone racing party coming to Miami. The Algorand World Championship season race coming in. And uh, and our guy Alex is ready to take over. Alex, good afternoon, my friend. How are you doing, sir? Can you hey, hear I'm me? doing great. How are you doing? Very good, man. I am, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Algorand guy. I got a big old bag of Algorand. I've been yeah. a, a believer in Algorand. I'm a big crypto guy. I have my own uh, crypto segments on the show and all that kind of stuff. So I've been uh, a crypto proponent for a couple of years now. And uh, Algorand is one of the one of the companies that I'm uh, heavily invested in. And um, one of the things I've been watching is how drone racing has just absolutely taken off. And, you know, drones are a part of our everyday lives now. You know, wh whether we see them all the time now that they're using them in war, but we're using them for promotional purposes. We're using them for fun. And then the beauty of, 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 of life is that we're finding ways to make a living, whether it's playing video games, whether it's crypto mining, or whether it's racing drones. And so that's kind of what you're doing now. And I, I just find it really cool how people can find different niches in life. And that's exactly what you've been able to find with the Drone Racing League. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started flying drones when I was just a little kid and I'm 23 now, so I've been doing it for about 13 years. And yeah, I had a dream when I was, you know, 2016 and I saw DRL on television. I told my dad that I wanted to be a world champion drone racer and just stuck to that goal and won the championship in 2019. And, you know, this is what I do for a living. You're absolutely right. The, the whole drone space as a whole has just taken off and DRL is really at the forefront of it right now. So it's very exciting times. And you said it yourself already. Miami's coming up very soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think... I think they've got some B-roll for us there. I don't know, so people can actually watch it. Uh, we're gonna bring it up and see if you guys wanna if you guys wanna play it in the background out there. Let's see if uh, I think that's kind of what the other box is for, because that's what we were talking about is adding you know a little B-roll there, and I don't know if Melanie. Uh, is doing it back there or somebody but anyway we'll 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 leave it up and i don't know if it's b-roll or not that's going to come up there but if it if it's not just tell me give me a heads up on it but uh, alex so when did you get the bug okay because brother i i try to fly drones and i suck i mean i, I bought one and <laughs> i ruined the thing trying to learn how to do it in my house and it was you know, flying all over the place, hitting walls, whatever. It's it is it is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's not easy. I think it takes definitely a lot of dedication and time, and you have to have a lot of persistence, right, to to be able just to learn how to fly these racing drones. There, there's no stabilization, and the reason there's no stabilization is that's what allows us to push the limits and go very fast. So, you know, one of the best ways to learn to fly is just on the simulator. DRL has a simulator. It's almost one-to-one -one with the real drones, so a lot of people start on that, and then, you know, they end up flying real drones after. But, you know, for me, I started with remote-control airplanes. 
So with remote control airplanes, it's a little bit easier because, you know, it'll fly itself if you don't touch the controls. But with the drone, not so much. You kind of always have to be on it. But yeah. thankfully, I was able to understand the controls when I started flying drones because it's similar to that of like a remote control airplane. So it made the transition for me a lot easier. But but make no mistake, I mean, I probably crashed more than you've crashed a drone. I, I Yeah, but dude, you're flying you know, at, at 8,000 miles an hour. You're going through hoops and loops and all kinds of stuff. So it's a little different. I'm just yeah. trying to go up and down and sideways and I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a a different challenge. Crash is just a normal part of flying a drone, really, to be honest. And if you embrace that and you just know that crashes are going to happen and that's the way you're going to get better, then just do it. Yeah, yeah. well, my my, uh, producer, Sean, has got like one of those drone cameras and he knows how to, you know, kind of manage it and all of that. So let me ask you something because it is some it is. And for those of you go to Drone Racing League, go go on, go on social media and check out the videos and you can see. I mean, it's an amazing presentation. I'm looking forward to being there to to check out the event and meet you, too, at the same time and meet all the racers out there and have some fun because it's something that I'm interested in and I'm intrigued. But as for preparation purposes, like we have a, a uh, there's a university close by my house called FIU and they have on the south side, they have an area where there's like this runway and people would go with their model planes and mm-hmm. practice and fly in that area and all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm wondering for you, how do you simulate what you do in the drone racing league? Is there a simulator that you have? Is it, uh, do you have a place where you guys practice, you know, an area mm-hmm. like that? Because I would imagine that since you guys are racing, there is a completely different challenge and a whole complete different preparation than an idiot like me trying to fly it in my house. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a whole level of preparation before each of these events. Like right now, Miami is just over a week away. So there's a couple different ways that I'm training. Um, You know, it's really hard to build a stadium in your backyard. So (laughs) the best thing that we can do in order to replicate what it feels like to fly in the stadium is to use the simulator. And thankfully, the drone racing league, they give us access to the virtual map of where we're going to be flying about two weeks out from the races. So I like to go the simulator i like to feel out the venue i like to see you know what kind of lines i might choose to take depending on the track and stuff like that but you know the other big factor of it is just going out and flying the real drone and you don't need the stadium to do that you just need a park with some gates or trees and you can go out and do that and um that's basically what i've been doing day in day out for the last week and i'll continue to train every day up until i leave on a plane for the event just going out and flying over and over again crashing a lot and repeating the process. <laughs> you, you wouldn't crash as much as I would, that's for sure. <laughs> so let me let me ask you something. When you're when you're preparing for this, all right, and and the challenge of of doing the racing and all that kind of stuff, how do you simulate that part of it? In the simulator, are you are you racing against others or is it just a solo type of thing? Yeah, so in the racing you can race against basically like a ghost. So essentially uh, you can just race against the very best time that you set on the track. And that's actually really good. You know, just being able to compare against your previous best time and trying to beat that is a very good way to kind of get racing in. But for me, even if it's simulator or if it's real life racing, what I like to do is just pretend that there's five other drones flying at the same time. And I actually like to almost make myself nervous. I like to put that pressure on myself because that's the hardest thing for us pilots to practice dealing with is, 
you know, when we're out practicing in an open field, it's just us. But the moment we get out there in front of you guys in Miami, there's going to be 10,000 people there who are going to be cheering, booing us, uh, depending on which pilot they like. And uh, there's really no way to simulate that. Um, so the best thing I can do is just mentally prepare myself to be a fortress. So when I get out there, it doesn't matter what's happening around me because we're the 12 best pilots in the world. Any one of us can win or lose a race any given day. But what's going to win races like Miami is going to be the pilot who can not only fly the best, but they can also handle all those other things as well. And so that's what I'm preparing my mind for. As spectators, you know, in auto racing, they get to put on the headsets and hear the crews talk to the racers and all that kind of stuff. And you get to hear some of that stuff. Is there any communication that the fans have access to? And are you guys communicating amongst each other, talking some trash amongst each other and the pilots there? I'm just wondering what goes on. Do we have any way of tapping into the background of that? Yeah, so obviously we do interviews in between the races and during the races themselves, there will be pilot cameras on the big screen and, and stuff like that. So you guys will feel like you're really close to us. Um, and obviously we'll have the meet and greets and stuff like that. But, you know, when we're racing, the pilots are going to be more kind of like out on home plate uh, because we're going to be in the center of the track, which is going to be actually really cool for the spectators to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely when there's, when the racing's happening, there's definitely some trash talk that goes around. Uh, I try to hold myself above that, but I, I fall short more times than I succeed. Um, so, you know, there's times where if I'm ahead in a race or if I know that there's a guy who's maybe a little insecure about himself, you know, maybe I'll, I'll throw some shade at him, tell him, ah, there's a lot of people out there. So I like to do my talk for the races and after the races. I don't really like to talk much during because we're only racing for 60 seconds and you really do require full focus. For sure. While you're flying. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, you know, I like to just, the best way that I, I guess, talk trash is just by being myself and by doing that, I just go out there with this physical level of confidence that I think intimidates the other pilots. Because I love the crowd. I don't care if you're booing me. I don't care if you're cheering for me. I just care that you're there and you're watching because I'll feed off that energy. Well, 10,000, man, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Do you see it? Because, you know, one of the things, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm an old gamer. I'm not a modern-day gamer, but I do understand how big it is and how big it's gotten. And, you know, we see the competitions all over, and they're filling arenas and stadiums, and we're seeing thousands and thousands of, of young people that are, are flocking to a lot of these e-contests. Do you see drone racing growing in the same fashion that you guys are developing fan bases and that individually you guys are also growing your own fan bases? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just in the last couple of seasons that I've raced in DRL, even with, you know, the whole COVID outbreak, you know, we've grown from a couple thousand, you know, a couple hundred people to a couple thousand to now 10,000 people in Miami. I mean, the sport, if you compare it to like where the NBA started and where the NFL started, we're growing at a very similar rate. And so it's just a matter of time as drone racing becomes more popular and people continue to go out to these events and see the racing that I believe this does become a mainstream sport and you're going to have, it's going to be more on like the esports side of things, of sure. course, than yeah. the NBA like that. But yeah. it's definitely going to be one of the sports where, it's already getting there. I mean, I go into an airport or something like that. I get recognized by people who've seen me on TV. Nice. If I, I, you go and ask your neighbor if they've ever seen drone racing on television, there's a high probability that they have. So, you know, my job as well right now as kind of, you know, being at the forefront of the sport is to make sure the sport is presentable, to make sure that I'm putting on good races for the fans and, you know, trying to make myself someone that you or anyone else would want to follow and support and get behind. 
you know, I was like their favorite drone pilot. And I think that level of engagement is what is starting to happen right now in drone racing. People are getting really invested. And that's exciting to see because that's what it's going to take for the sport to go uh, to the next level. So just out of curiosity, how do they regulate it? Like, you know, like in NASCAR, they've got the restrictor plates to kind of keep everybody at a leave, even level playing field. How do they do that with drones? So with the drones, uh, we fly what's called the Racer 4. And what's cool about DRL is that it's a spec league. So everyone flies the exact same thing, the same goggles, the same controller. There's only very little things that we can adjust on the drone itself. And that's in how sensitive the drone responds. But that doesn't change how fast it is. That just is more of something that helps us fly better. And so what's cool about the Drone Racing League is when you lose a race or when you win a race, you know that everyone was on the same playing field. There was no one that had any type of an advantage. And as a pilot, that is the most exciting type of drone racing that you can possibly get because you don't have to question whether or not you lost because your gear wasn't built right or right. if it was fast. And DRL has a team of tech ops, which is about 15 to 20 people who are building and maintaining 600 drones per event, which is a lot of drones. And we, we go through a lot of them because we like to go out there and fly fast and and when we crash, we pretty much destroy these things, um, which is very entertaining for the spectators to watch, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we, yeah, that's what we stick around for is all the crashes, you know, anyways. Yeah. And by the way, you're, you're basically stealing that, that, that line from, from uh, Top Gun Maverick, right? Come on, come on, Mav. It's not yep. the plane, it's the pilot, right? It's, uh, that's so, so it's really down to the pilot, not, not, the, not the drone in this case. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all down to the pilot and there's no such thing as slow drones. There's only slow pilots. So that's what I like to say. Yeah. By the way, you got, I love the way they've dressed it up, man. I mean, the lights, everything, the, 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 uh, obstacle course, uh, how, what, what do you guys call it? The course, what do you call it? You can just call it the course really. Okay. I mean, just I think, yeah. The look dude, everything, the presentation, I mean, they have really taken it to another level, and it's pretty cool. As, listen, man, we're we're going into the future now, and whether it's esports, whether it's drones, whether it's crypto, you know, life is changing, and 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 it's evolving, and the interests of younger generations obviously also is evolving. And it's not going to be the same old thing. It's not going to be just baseball. It's going to be drones and it's going to be you know esports and things like that and and we're watching how that is is taking off by the way are you a crypto guy too since algorand is the uh is the leading sponsor yeah i'm definitely a crypto guy myself um so i'm probably not as heavily invested as you or some other people probably are but yeah i mean definitely as a, i feel like it's kind of more of a trend in younger people to be invested in cryptocurrency yes. and yes you know i i I'm, I'm invested just in the fact that I have my own secure wallet and, you know, it's my thing. So, yeah, I got Algorand, got Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a bunch of other coins. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Alex, I struggle with people my age to explain crypto to them and, and explain, explain to them a digital wallet and all that. It is yeah. one hell of a challenge. Uh, by the way, I just want to mention Algorand right now is uh, just at 27 and a half cents right now. So doing doing really well. And uh, it is up almost 18% in the last month. So headed headed in the right direction there. Uh, mm. So so describe to us what we're going to see on the 25th over at uh, Lone Depot Park. Uh, describe to people that have never been to the Drone Racing League when they walk in, what is the atmosphere and what to expect from the race? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's start off with the atmosphere. The atmosphere at a drone event of this scale is just going to be so electric. I mean, doesn't matter how old or how young you are, everyone's going to have a good time at one of these events. And what you can expect is just a lot of very amazing drone racing. I mean, drone racing where drones are colliding midair, crashing into gates. You have these heated rivalries because remember, this is the end of our season, right? So every, you know, there's me and a couple other guys are at that top and we're fighting for the world championship. And, and that is going to be the last race of the season. And it's close. It's going to be very close. And so there's going to be a lot of tension between the pilots at that high level. And then you're going to have the guys who maybe didn't do so well, who are just trying to end on a high note. So what that means is we're going to have such electric racing. There's going to be a lot of heated battles out there. And as a, as a fan, as a spectator, watching the drones zip around at 90 miles an hour lit up, it's going through one of these crazy, like you said, courses that we have. It's, it's going to be just so amazing. And it's hard to put it into words. So what I tell people is just go out to the event, watch it, and be sure to come find us and meet us because we definitely do a lot of fan meet and greets. And we can definitely talk a lot more about drone racing and, and you know, giving our advice here and there. The 2019 DRL champion, Alex Vanover, joining us. And don't forget, February 25th at Lone Depot Park, Saturday. That's when the Algorand World Championship season race takes place. Get your tickets. And, uh, and find out more about it. You can go to our Twitter page at Big O Show. The link is there. You can follow it to get your tickets. Take your kids. They will enjoy it, I promise you, because this is what they're into now. Alex, thank you for taking some time, man, and explaining it with, uh, for us and, and for me, a newbie, because uh, I'm going to become a fan of the Drone Racing League. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you in Miami. You got it, baby. We'll see you here. In our backyard. There you go. Alex Vanover from the Drone Racing League, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun.